0: Well, hello and welcome to Reimagining Education, a podcast from Michigan International Prep School. I'm your host, Eric Van Houten, and joining me today is Miss Stephanie Elder, uh, Director of Curriculum and Instruction. And Instruction. There we go. The other one was Curricular Innovations. You are Curriculum and Instruction. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you for joining me. It's nice to be here. Yeah, there we go. So, um, Stephanie is absolutely wonderful to work with and, um, and see what she's doing here. I'm excited about that. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we had your husband, Nathan Elder, um, who's doing a lot of things in the Hive and in Davison, um, your daughter. Helps us out or works here in the special education department. And your son is one of my mentees. Yes. So it's, it's a family thing here and um, all doing a lot of cool stuff. So I'm excited to talk about this. And you, um, curriculum is your arena, right? It's what you do all day. You're talking with everybody. Um, so I want to know this. I want to know what are you most excited about curriculum wise for this coming year?
1: So I am super excited. We have a a great teaching staff here right now. And as we looked at some of our curriculum throughout last year, we noticed we had some gaps and some things that weren't as engaging for students. So we have really taken a look at that throughout last year. And then throughout the summer, teachers have been really busy working to create courses that are engaging for students and that are aligned to the state standards, but in a way that is relevant for kids. So I'm super excited about those new courses courses that are coming out that we are, that are going to be MIPS original
0: courses. I love that. And that's what I'm hearing a lot of school is becoming more specialized, which is, is our thing here, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own path, their own outcome pathways we've talked about. um, But there still are our state standards, right? So I don't know if you want to go through our core classes and what's unique about those, but I'd love to hear about what the students are going to be studying, uh, learning this year?
1: So we've. I, I like to think of how we approach things here as like a, a, when you paint a room, you go and you get a bucket of white paint um, and then you take it to the counter and then they mix it till the tint matches what you're looking for. And so mm. everyone, the state standards to me are like the white paint. Everybody gets those and there nothing is taken out. The color is added. And by that, I mean, if a student needs a, a challenge, then we work. I work really closely with teachers to meet that challenge in, in whatever way we can. If they're struggling, we provide extra support through a variety of 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 means. It might be a group, um, a skill based group, or it might be extra support from a teacher Um so that everyone is still meeting the standards, but they're getting the support they need. Um, the other thing I'm super excited about is we have some classes that we know, especially at the high school level, there you, know, you have a certain credit requirement to meet for graduation in the state of Michigan. And so there are some classes that I have found I, I, after going to um, college and taking a a physics course thinking, man, I wish I would have had algebra at the same time as I had this physics course because the physics kind of gave the relevance to the algebra. Um, and when I was in algebra, it felt like there were these letters just stood for nothing. And yeah. then all of a sudden, the letters stood for something. And and so um, we're working on a class that is a combined class of algebra and physics where students will take one class and get both credits because mm. it's a, the context is in there. We're also, our math teacher is creating an Algebra 2B class, which is project-based. And Algebra 2B, after having two uh, children of my own, that's a tough class. Yeah. Um, and going through it myself. And so we know a lot of students struggle with that. And so our math teacher is making everything really relevant, really project-based. We're going to send boxes of supplies home to students so that they will learn the math in a way that's less um, mathy, I guess, if you will. Yeah.
0: Very cool. So this is something that um, I go over with my students and in previous episodes, we've talked about pathways. We talked about cool um, electives and different programs we're doing. But I think a lot of families and maybe students in general don't know those core state requirements, mm-hmm. right? We've got our four core classes and what we might call VPAA. And mm-hmm. I don't know if families know what that means. So would you be able to um, kind of explain just what the state requires our students' take and get credit for.
1: Sure. So um, as far as in elementary, you you have your four core science, social studies, math, and um, ELA, which is reading and writing. The same would be true in in middle school. Once they get to high school, then you have some really specific requirements. So you're required to have four years of English, Mm -hmm. and those are very specific courses. You're required to have, um, we have math, and those are four credits of one in algebra, one geometry, algebra two, and then we provide some really good options for the fourth year of math. Again, in in ways that are, uh, we offer a com- an engineering and prototyping class where students are making, designing things online. I think Nathan may have referenced it in his podcast um, and then we they can 3d print the parts there's math in that course so we can actually count that as a math course
0: so that's their their fourth year yes that's very so
1: i've worked it's kind of nice that it's my husband but i we've worked (laughs) i've worked really closely with the teachers on making sure that any kind of courses like that if we can we can add the core elements to meet graduation requirements we try to do that so all those hive classes either count as a math credit because there's enough math in there or they can also count in many in many cases as a vpaa class Mm. because the engineering and design is very much in in line with the art standards so um when when we say vpaa the state requires one um credit of that and that just stands for visual and performing um, arts and so you could have music theater visual arts, anything that kind of has to do with creating and performing kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Um, Which we've talked about in a previous episode, again, that our arts, music, and theater program is expanding a ton. There's a lot of options there.
1: Tons, which is super exciting. Um, Then, of course, you have in high school, you have the world language that they students need to take two courses or two credits of world language. Or in in some cases, they're able to take an extra arts course Mm. instead of the extra second year of world language. And then we have health and PE that's a requirement. I think I've, I think I've hit them all. Yeah.
0: Um, That's interesting. How do we do? Is there a unique way we do health and PE online, or is it kind of just um, our normal virtual classes? And they give them assignments that they have to do.
1: So health and PE is one of those areas that we haven't tapped into as much as we want to and mm. can. So right now, it looks like there are there are videos, and it requires them to do some things and submit like logs, activity logs to the teacher. I think we can make it a lot more robust than that yeah. moving forward. It's just a, we're we're trying to take, um, we're focusing on a few courses each year. So that mm-hmm. one isn't in this year, but I'm sure it will be in the coming years to make it more robust.
0: Well, specific area per year, we tackled like half the curriculum yeah. this year. That is yeah. new. That's so cool. Big challenge. Um, So uh, as far as elementary and up to middle school and up to high school, um, what do you say or would you think, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot mm-hmm. here, differentiates MIPS, whether it's opportunities or quality or teachers from other online schools, but mostly, you know, from, from local schools, like why, why do students come to MIPS?
1: So one, of course, the, the flexibility is a, is a big reason. I think with any online school, one of the things I think is, is huge is that we, um, we are able to take a student, every student matters. And like, there are times that I'm, I spend hours on the phone with a parent getting to know their student and knowing what they're interested in and exactly what their needs are. And then I can work directly with the teachers and, and looking at different curriculum options and in instructional supports to meet their needs. So basically yeah. tinting the paint. Um, And I think that's huge. I know with two of my own going through school, it felt a little bit like, a, and even when I went through school, like a one-size-fits-all approach. Mm. And they may have had something for gifted, if you will, or they may have had something for special education. But for the vast majority of students, it was kind of just, here's what you get. um, And that is not the approach here.
0: Yeah. Every, Every student's schedule is different. Yeah. And that's how, you know, they get the one on one mentors. We talked about that too, deciding how that is different. So this, you might not have the exact numbers, but, um, do you know kind of the percentages of, Uh, elementary to middle school to high school. And then also, um, we'll talk about this in another episode, but special education, we have a high percentage of special education students here at MIPS2. Do you know kind of how those those separate? So
1: we had about last year, we had around 1200 students total. And of those 1200, about 300 were elementary, Mm. about 300 were middle school, and then the remaining were uh, 912 high school. I don't have the percentage of special ed students off the top of my head. I know our special education director um, also works a lot with families on, on helping them make the decision about yeah. giving, make, having them make an informed decision about whether this is a good fit for them and telling them about what what services we would have on their IEP that are comparable to what they may be getting in a brick and mortar.
0: Yeah. And they get a one-on-one, I know this, uh, they get a one-on-one special education teacher that they meet with. Uh, one-on-one every week along with their mentor um, so that's that's a unique part of of this as well so yes. um, th- you said that uh, or my mentee your son mm-hmm. is your last child in MIPS right yes what would you say and we might have to ask him I might have to ask him <laughs> if his favorite <laughs> thing about MIPS like what made him other than his parents being here uh, what makes him stay in in MIPS
1: he really so he's a typical um 17 year old boy <laughs> um, he really likes the flexibility he is not um, an early bird and getting up in the morning to get to a school by seven thirty was yeah. a stressor i mean he wasn't really activated until about noon and obviously half your day or more is gone at that point, <laughs> point in high school so he really likes that flexibility um I think that's probably what he would say is his favorite thing about MIPS. He last year, um, though, did have some of our own MIPS classes. He had Mr. Prindle uh, for science and and did really well and no nagging from mom needed. Yeah. So that was great.
0: I love that. And I'm going to put him on the spot. I hope he doesn't listen to this, but I know his parents well. Um, Peyton has slept in and missed a meeting with me (gasps) at like 1 p.m., um, that has happened at least once, but he still finished his classes. He still got good grades. He still ended up meeting with me once a week. So that's, that's something good. where if you hear that at a brick and mortar school, right? Yes. That's like I think we would get a detention for every mm-hmm. class that we yes,
1: missed. <laughs> yes, which and he loves he loves you, Eric. Like it's really nice to have that as a parent have somebody else that is telling them and checking up on them because yeah. one it gets really busy when my husband and I are both working full time. So it's hard. Um, his his room is literally right next door to my home office. So sometimes I can knock on the wall. But it's great to know there's somebody else at MIPS, like checking up on him. And it doesn't have to be from a mom. Yeah.
0: Yep. I love that. And that's something that every single student gets, right? Mm-hmm. Not just yep. the students that are right. lucky enough to get me <laughs> nagging them every day. But that's very cool. So I don't want to, you know, cut off anything that you might like or enjoy. But is there anything else that you are um, excited about curriculum-wise or you think, families and students would be uh, excited to know about
1: so one of the things we've really we want to make sure that there is no obstacle that is on a technical um that is a technical issue yeah. that is keeping kids from submitting work or doing anything like that so in our in our elementary program one of the things we kind of piloted last year we're having students have ipads mm. rather than chromebooks um, they're they're more mobile. So we have some active kids and they tend to um, be more durable and they tend to be more user-friendly. So we are sending iPads home with pens mm. um, to every one of our K-5 students this year because we know that physical active writing is important and it's not just typing. So that is something we're doing. I'm super excited. I think the curriculum will be more accessible that way. Yeah, And then for all of our... Third through eighth grade students, we also ordered them rocket books. If you've never seen these, they're very cool. They actually look like um, a paper and pencil notebook, and you can get the pen. It's just this fusion, kind of like a gel pen, in the store, and you write on this notebook, um, and it feels like paper. And then you scan, and there are little like X's at the bottom or little symbols, and it will scan it directly to Google to their Google folder, so the work submission is easy. Or it will scan it to a text or it'll like immediately. Wow. And it will even keep the writing, but then transcribe what they wrote so they can search for it. Because I don't know about you, but when I'm I'm in meetings, I like to take notes, um, yeah. written notes, so the computer doesn't distract me. But then later, I can't really do the whole control F on my written notes. Yep. So this mm-hmm. way, you can scan them and put them in the computer and control F. So we're sending those home to all of our students that are in third through eighth grade this year too. So I'm excited that we're trying to make not only the curriculum stronger, but how they access and submit their work and evidence of learning easier.
0: I love that. And I think I mentioned this every single episode we've done, but I wish I was a student here because I want an iPad to use, right? Right. The students don't have to go to an Apple store and buy an iPad. They just get an iPad to do their, their work on. And right. on top of that, we've mentioned this before, Of if, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, we've had boxes just continually growing. Yeah. <laughs> they're in most of this other learning lab, but they're like sneaking into this office space behind us. And there are hundreds of iPads. There are uh, like... I would say thousands of the Chromebooks because yes. everybody gets a Chromebook too. Mm-hmm. There were power tools and all those things for the <laughs> labs that we're doing, but that is so technology
1: huge yes. part
0: that everyone's getting. Um, love that. Yeah. I want that drawing thing too. But. Yeah,
1: I have one. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you one.
0: There we go. <laughs> Anything else that, that you're excited about or? Uh,
1: lots of things. Just mostly just really excited that we can, we can, I can work with this, this great staff of teachers. um, on making classes interesting and not the typical class I remember having yeah. um, all the time, especially at well, at every level, really that that kids will enjoy and not feel like it's drudgery.
0: Yeah. I love that. And you know, we got English classes that are standards, right? But I know mm-hmm. that we've had science classes that can be adjusted because families didn't have the supplies mm-hmm. to do some experiences, uh, experiments. Yep. Um, and then we we didn't ship those out to them. But we've talked previously, too, of, you know, if they're taking an art class, um, we ship them art supplies. If right. they're doing music, we, we can get them a piano. Um. Great schoolers. Well, I was thinking of elementary, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Getting the iPads too. So yep. I think a staple of our curriculum, if I distill what you've been saying, is um, every student's curriculum is unique. Every student's curriculum is quality, um, and there's as many, if not more, resources that we're giving them than in-person schools, right? Because we send them individually to every single every single yeah, student. Yeah,
1: that could be very well true. Um, Yeah, definitely. We definitely make sure they have what they need to do it. And if we, um, that's when we design the classes, we design them that way on purpose. What? Okay, here is what we, um, the plan and how we're going to get the material across. And here's what the students need. And we figure that out.
0: I love that. And I, th- I know that this year we're opening back most, if not all of our learning labs, right. To where they can meet one-on-one with their teachers and with their mentors, but we're also starting to be able to go in person again and, mm-hmm. and work and get tutored in person at a desk with a notebook. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. all very exciting.
1: Excited about that. Yeah. I, I'm, I miss seeing the, the students.
0: I love that. We're all excited to see you back. Cool. <laughs> um, awesome. So, um, If you've listened to previous episodes, you know that we end every single episode with what we call a win. Um, And you get to be with basically every staff member, you know, every week. And you see on the ground floor curriculum with students every week. So you have a huge pool probably to to choose from, but this can be – a success story with a student. It can be a relationship with a staff or getting closer to a family or anything. But do you have a win from the last little while that you'd be willing to, uh, to share with us?
1: Sure. And you're, you're right. I have a, a pool of them, but I can <laughs> tell you, I just had one, um, today in fact so um i had a call from a parent i've talked to this this mom several times and obviously as a, as a mom myself very concerned about the the decision to send her daughter to a an online school yeah. um but she, her daughter has some unique challenges and we talked um not only from my curriculum hat but also mom to mom and so i could get to know what it was that her her daughter was struggling with and what things that we could do. We talked through a lot of options um and we were able to come up with what I think is so she was the student was pretty credit deficient mm. and but was still is really determined to graduate. And so we we talked through a lot of different options for her and I was able to I think give the mom some relief and also the student some like oh like I can take that and that counts as math yeah and um, some like I this is doable it made the it doable and I think it will be really exciting in the spring to watch her walk across the graduation stage look
0: at that it's gonna happen yep That's a win. That's a win. I love it. Well, Stephanie, um, I know that when we're recording this, school starts in a week. (laughs) So um, you are very busy. So I appreciate you taking the time to explain some of this and tell our families what the the kids will be learning and, and studying this year. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. If you're interested in enrollment, or you just want to get to know us and what we do a little bit better, head over to our website at miprepschool.org. That's miprepschool.org. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We will talk to you soon.